0: Welcome to American Soccer Analysis, I am your host Drew Olson, on the other line, he asked for $4 million to write for ASA, we only gave him two, Sean Steffen, what's up man?
1: Nothing much, nothing much, I believe that $2 million was in TAM.
0: Oh, yeah. Keep, uh, yeah, keep thinking that. And on the other line, he doesn't play on turf, just grass, we're still searching for a field where he can play, Kevin Minkus, what's up dude?
2: How's it going? I'm going to head to Miami for five weeks to write from the start of the season. Uh, and then I'll join you guys after that.
0: Great. That's, that sounds delightful. Get a lot of work done from the from the beach. Watch out for the mojitos, though. We'll get to you. Okie doke. So um, we are here. We're going to preview the upcoming MLS season. We're going to go bottom to top in each conference. We're going to chit-chat about a little each team and, you know, the players and off-season changes and what we see for the season ahead. Uh, you guys ready to get this party started?
1: Yeah. What if I say no?
0: Well, it's been a good podcast. Uh, look <laughs> us up on iTunes and give us five stars. Uh, we'll talk to you later. No. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's start with the worst team in the Eastern Conference last season, the worst team in MLS last season. It's the city that, uh, Kevin is currently in, the Chicago Fire. They, uh, brought in some guys they lost some guys I think the big one this week was John Gosens who had that screamer in the preseason you guys see them having any shot to make the playoffs this year and if not are they going to be as terrible as they were last year let's let's start with Kevin on this one
2: um there's pretty much no way they can be any worse than they were last year uh that's true A lot of times they just looked like they were really out of offensive options. It was uh, bomb the ball up to David Akam and and let him work some magic. So I don't think they can really be any worse. They cut a lot of the dead weight that sort of needed to get cut. Um, Guys who were on big contracts, guys who were you know aging and overpaid. So they're definitely bringing in some good young blood. Um, I don't know that they're going to be a playoff team this year. Um, I think the plan is to see some improvement, see them start to – to implement the system that, um, that Falco Ponovich wants to implement. And that's how it's looked in the preseason. It looks like they're a team with a plan. They're a team that knows how to play, uh, in a couple of different ways tactically, you know, against Portland in the simple invitational, they came out in a three, five, two, which they hadn't shown at all, um, prior to that in the preseason. And they so,
0: pretty much kicked Portland's butt in that game.
2: It was, yeah. It was impressive. They, they looked good. Portland did have a lot of the, the possession, a lot of the good chances, but, um, the fire looked comfortable playing their three-five-two. They looked comfortable defending and um, playing that style. So, uh, you know, at the very least, I think there should be some promise in, in seeing the team improve, even if it's not quite a playoff-quality team yet.
1: Do you think that's going to be the formation going forward, or is that just sort of an
2: experiment? I think that was more of an experiment. Um, I think they'll probably try and play a, a four-two-three-one just based on uh, what Panovic just said. What they've uh, how they've looked in preseason? Yeah, probably four two three one. Rats! We need more three pack systems in MLS.
0: Uh, I will say that I uh, I was playing with some pivot tables the other day, and I noticed that Chicago led the league in one loss, one goal losses last season. I think they had twelve, and the next closest was nine. And then as far as two goal losses, they were in the better half of the table. They you know they had like two or three, maybe a little more than that. So I mean, if you want to look for a needle in a haystack as a glimmer of hope maybe they just got a little unlucky last year and um, lost all those one goal decisions I kind of threw that out on Twitter and a lot of the Chicago Fire fans were like no it was mostly just that they were played so conservatively that they never pretended to even try to score and they would just to pack it in and then lose 1-0 but uh, yeah if they can that's maybe something to hang a hat on we'll see all right, let's keep this moving. Um, Philadelphia Union, they now have perennial all-star Chris Pontius and soon-to-be <laughs> perennial all-star Josh Yarrow. Those are pretty much their major signings. Oh, and Roland Alberg, who Sean has a lot to say about. They're going to suck again, right? Yes. <laughs> like,
1: the, like, no question. They're going to suck spending the most amount of uh, amount of money as a small market team to get very few points. Like, it's they're spending $400,000 on Chris Pontius, which is, like, the most perplexing move. I don't know how anyone
0: can rate him as that good of a is player. Is that a new contract? Or is that just because he got traded over there and he's under his existing uh, one?
1: I have no idea. I don't think DC was paying him $400,000. There's no way. DC doesn't pay people above $250,000, like, against their,
0: their code. I mean... Bobby spindle is the DP for them, which is crazy. But uh, I, I will add that uh, I I got to see Joshiaro play a few times. I'm in DC and I got, went to a couple of Georgetown games, and I was not especially impressed. He's kind of a big guy that clearly you know imposing and way bigger than most college soccer players, but wasn't very impressed with his passing ability. And he would just, he was bigger and faster than everybody, so he would about once a game make a run deep into the opponent's, um, side and either take a shot or cross it in. And you were like, okay wow, this is why this guy's an MLS player, or pro, but he often just disappeared from games. And apparently he's said he is unwilling to play outside back in uh, MLS. So, I don't know. I For, for a... What was he? Who do you think
1: you are? <laughs> just, just come in as a yeah. rookie
0: and say, I, that's not, I'm not playing that position. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Uh, and he was, you know, a top five pick or whatever he was. So, I... Obviously, the most hyped player and the guy everyone thought was going to go number one overall. And what the heck do I know? I saw him watch, play twice. But, uh... I, I, I'm not especially high on Philadelphia at
1: this well, point. Well, I think the key thing with them is they got when they got rid of Christian Mitroman, they got rid of a lot of yeah. shots from the midfield that are being created, and they haven't replaced those. Now they would argue, well, we're moving to a four-three-three. We're going to have a pressing system similar to Sporting Kansas City. The difference is every pressing team that has ever done well in MLS, the three being Portland, twenty thirteen, uh, SKC, pretty much twenty twelve to present, and uh, last year's New, uh, New York Red Bulls. All of them had a playmaker of some kind. In the middle of the field. So that was Valeri, uh, Failhaber, uh, although SKC didn't have Failhaber to start with. but And then uh, Kleshen. They don't have one of those guys. So this is just going to be a 4-3-3 that crosses a lot. They'll probably get a cross through-ball ratio over 10-1, to which is generally a sign of a really bad team. Uh, so like this is just going to be a really boring team to watch, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, and just to pile on there, Maidana had 15 assists last season, I think, which is pretty bananas considering they didn't score all that many goals. Uh, and it's going to be really tough to replace them, and they haven't really replaced them. Uh, Kevin, do you have anything to say about Philly?
2: Yeah, it, it seems like they they were maybe missing too many pieces to try and put together a playoff contender in one off season. I think uh, it's probably a multi-year rebuilding project, given that uh, this year might be a little rough.
0: Yeah, and I, the thinking I think is that the thinking I think, the thinking I believe is that their do has been uh, resurrected from his doom and center mid or center defense, and they're going to try to make him a uh, center defensive mid now, which theoretically I think they hope is he's going to play that Maidana role, but he's obviously not the same type of creator. I, uh, yeah, I don't think they think that.
1: I mean, he's a defensive well, midfielder who. Just fouls lot. There's no way they think he's a playmaker. I think. Well, no, but I, he's. I, I think mean, they think Alberg's
0: going to do a lot for them. Okay. But. Yeah, I don't know anything about Alberg. What's what's Alberg's story?
1: I, he doesn't really have much of a story. That I'm, I mean, he he does. I just don't know. It. But I just remember reading that and thinking, what's well, interesting. So I looked at like his stats, and they were just really underwhelming overseas. Just, and then I read that they spent Tam to get bring him in. I just thought like that's a really Philadelphia move to go out and spend Tam on a player. That's very underwhelming statistically. It's very similar to spending $400,000 on Chris Bonius. A team for all the big talk they had in the offseason about, you know, playing smart and money ball and all that nonsense. They're just not doing it. They're just not doing it right. And it's just really sad.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's jump to uh, the Bronx and my CFC. They got number one overall draft pick, Jack Harrison. And literally, they did not sign an attacking player, really, this offseason. It was all about um, midfield and defense, which makes sense because... Uh, they need those. Yeah, and David Villa They didn't is, have them last year? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got ragged on by me as much as anybody last season, but David Villa was the truth. He's legit. And um, obviously a lot of it's going to come down to if Gerard and Pirlo decide they want to unretire or not. Uh, you mean Lampard? <laughs> what I say, Jared. Yeah, same thing.
1: They are the same thing. I'm yeah. not gonna I'm not uh, gonna fight
0: you on that. But uh so they got in Frederick Brilliant and Frederico Bravo, one's a center back, one's a center defensive midfielder, who's probably gonna play that uh, Andrew Jacobson role. Although Jacobson may see in some minutes too, we'll see. But uh basically almost one hundred percent turnover in their defense this off season, so if they succeed it'll it'll be because of that. If they suck it'll probably also be because of that. And uh, you know they lost guys like Ned Grabavoy and Chris Winger, Shay Fisi, who was one of their center backs. Again, all pretty much all defensive players. So it's it's they're if they suck, and they may, uh, it's going to be with new players that they suck with.
1: I think Bravo got. I think I am pretty sure I read a tweet today that he has a like a, an injury. And it's like a big Oh really? One. Yeah. I'm not, like, don't quote me on that, he but...
0: Just, he just signed last week, didn't he? Yeah. Uh,
1: don't quote me on that, but uh, I'm pretty sure I read that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and, and the th- I guess I'll just repeat myself, which is, they don't need goals. They have Poku, they have, you know, Pirlo, they have Lampard, and, uh, uh, who's the dude from, uh, New England that they got in the uh, expansion draft who's awesome, uh, Mullins?
1: Oh, they're never using Mullins.
0: Yeah, well, they sh- he's been, he got some minutes in preseason, and he's actually good. Harrison loves him. Oh, he's good. I. That's why he's not going to get used. Yeah, I guess so. And Vieira apparently is trying to implement a uh, high press this season, which will be interesting to see. Yeah, again, there's nothing
1: like, Pirlo, a it... uh, uh, midfield of Pirlo and, Lam- and Lampard, uh, nothing you want to see more than them having to <laughs> yeah. Yeah, close down players at speed.
2: There's there's really not a good system that fits both of them together into the midfield.
1: No, no, there's not. <laughs> it's a bad team. It's just a really poor. Yeah, league. they're it's
2: gonna suck, right? I mean... Well constructed team. Yeah. And I was it's...
0: reading. Uh, I was reading. I think it was Sports Illustrated's preview for MLS this, this season, and a couple of their guys had NYC in the Eastern Conference Finals.
1: Who? I, wait, I'm
0: getting names. I, I don't remember. I just re- I don't really remember much about it aside from the fact that that blew my mind that anybody would consider them that good. But is there what's the argument for them that I guess this new defensive core is going to be able to cover up for their midfield liabilities? I don't know. It's a tough it's a tough argument to make. And they also have Mixed mixedisgrud who I don't know. He's a man also without a resistant. position. Yeah and also looks like he's on the verge of retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Any Anything else to add about uh, NYCFC?
1: Their new kids are bomb.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I will say that.
1: They're a very good brand. Terrible team, but a great brand.
0: <laughs> I guess. Uh, NYC, or, uh, Manchester City is a good brand. Uh, okay, let's go to the other... Uh, second year club orlando city sc i think can be said had a better off season than nyc fc they have a new goalkeeper in joe bendick who will continue their string of subpar mls goalkeepers uh and continue their string of former portland timber goalkeepers and uh this guy knows sereno wait yeah who they who they snaked away from dc other than that, no real significant changes, but they're going to have a ke- healthy Kevin Molina, which will help. Hopefully, Kevin or uh, Kyle Aaron can uh, do his thing again. He won't. Co- yeah, he won't. Uh, but he can still be really good. And Kaká is going to Kaká. I
1: should explain why. <laughs> he won't because last year, he uh, his shots on goal conversion was over 50%. There's only been one player in MLS history, well, from 2011, within our data, that has had more than one season above 50%, which means it's not really a repeatable skill. It's completely like finishing noise and that's Obafemi Martins. So he'll do it. If he's as good as Obafemi Martins, I don't think
2: he's as good as Obafemi Martins.
0: Kevin, do you have anything to say about
2: Orlando? Yeah, that's going to be tough. And they don't have a ton of forward depth. If Laren doesn't work out, they do have uh, Brian Roche's right. Um, but he, his season didn't quite go as expected. Um, just took him a long time to find the league. And then, right, he was stuck in, uh, it was at Honduras or New Zealand for a while after the U20 World Cup. So it, it will be tough if Kyle Aaron can't, uh, can't repeat from last year. Um, I, I think their midfield is going to be a lot better. They didn't really lose anybody. They're bringing in Noserino. Um, I, I don't know. In the week East, I think they're probably still, you know, pretty close to a playoff team, if not a playoff team, um, even if Lauren doesn't perform quite at the same level as he did last year. Yeah.
0: One last thing on Laren I will say. He uh, he led our uh, MLS in goals minus expected goals, so if based, he was expected to score about eight goals, and uh, he scored 14, at least through our data, which, unless you're Robbie Keane, is probably unsustainable. Robbie Keane's the only only player that we have in our in our data set that has been able to do that that often. No,
1: is actually not. Keane usually hits about dead even. Last year was was a blitz oh, really? for Keane.
0: Yeah, I guess he just does it over and over.
1: Yeah, yeah. Keane is is. I always say that he is good by being so good average, and that he will always hit his averages, and but his averages are so good that he's good. Fair
0: enough. Okay, uh, Toronto FC, another popular choice. I think Grant Wall picked them to win the East next year. They have added some defense. Steven Betashore, Drew Moore, uh, Clint Irwin, and my personal favorite, Will Johnson. Didn't lose a lot. I guess Sean loves Colin Warner. But other than that, they didn't lose much. I, and, uh, and his season preview for us, uh, and by the way, AmericanSoccerAnalysis.com. We've previewed every team in the league. The last two come out today, and uh, in in our season preview, Jason Poon wrote that Jackson had the soccer IQ of a potato chip, which I think <laughs> sums him up pretty well. Uh, so TFC, Sean, why are they gonna win the supporter shield this year?
1: There's going to be a comment strike <laughs> on Dallas. Vancouver, New York. Well, I can just keep – there's so many teams ahead of them. Um, you got to think that if it <laughs> yeah. hits New
0: York, though, that the fallout is going to reach Toronto because it's really not that far.
1: Not this one. Not this meteorite. Oh. It's a very special one. Um, I, I don't think they're – it generally, generally takes about three years to build, like, a good team, and they're if they keep things stable, they're into year two and they're doing what generally you do in your twos and that's firm up the back line. And once they do that, they still don't have enough pieces in the midfield. Um, you know, it's pretty much their offense is Juvinko. I'm not really sure that it's enough uh, system-wise. It's not really sustainable to
2: rely on one player. They're going to need a good year from Josie Altidore if they want to be at the top of the East. Um, obviously, we didn't see it last year. He might have it in him. Uh, He's going to have to have it in him, right? Because Giovinco could miss some time for the Euros. Oh, that's right. For Euro. So, uh, Josie Altador is going to have to perform. And, and the defense that they've sort of acquired is going to have to mesh pretty quickly too for them to have a real shot at the East, I think. Well,
0: yeah. And Josie and Michael Bradley are both probably going to get called into the Copa America as well. So you got to think these guys are going to be getting a lot of minutes and all of them have had some injuries in their career. Um,
1: Luckily, mate. we're going three and out on that tournament. We'll get those guys right back.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good point. I do you, I, I do think uh, the defense should be significantly better. I mean, Beta, Beta Shore. Is, it's not saying a lot,
1: but yes. No,
0: it's not saying a lot. I mean, they've been terrible, uh, but uh, but but I think it's a significant improvement. And Clint Irwin uh, is definitely a step up from Joe Bendick. Erin uh, was in the better half of the league as far as uh, expected goals against that he saved. So I definitely think it's a better team, uh, but it's still Toronto, right? I, I would imagine they'll probably squeak in again as that four to six seed or something like that. But they're just—it's so hard to trust them. All right, let's keep it moving. New England no longer has Jermaine Jones, but they have replaced him with Gershon Coffey. So that's a one-for-one one replacement. Uh, Kevin, you have any thoughts on New England this season?
2: Uh, it does seem like looking at preseason predictions, there's a pretty widespread of where people are thinking they'll go. Um, I think a lot of the SI guys had them like out of the playoffs, and guys like Matt Doyle have them rated really highly coming mm-hmm. into the season. Um, so they do seem sort of like polarizing in, in that respect. I, I'm tending towards them being a pretty decent side. I think um, Kofi will definitely solidify some of that midfield. And uh, if they can work out the right mix of, you know, what attackers to play between Agudelo and uh, Charlie Davies, I, yeah, I think they'll be pretty good.
1: Sean? People had them out of the play. I, I'm not going to. Oh, I'm about to say I was going to cancel my subscription, but no one has subscriptions anymore. Sports Illustrated is not on the ball right now. My goodness. New England is probably, um, second or third best team in the East, I think. Uh, the key with them is that they don't have any one player that they depend upon and they have a good attacking core. So they've got Fagundes who underperformed last year. You're going to see a lot more of them this year. Um, they've got Rowe. They've got Agudel on the bench who's got an Ridiculous goals, uh, expected goals plus expected assists per ninety. Right, um, they've got Charlie Davies, you know, uh, Tierney on uh, one of the best attacking uh, backs in the league. Uh, I'm trying to. Uh, Gonzalez. They got,
0: they got Andrew Farrell. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. De- the problem with them defensively is they don't have a. Mid- they commit so many numbers forward. Like the whole system is, uh, they lead the league in like possession in the final third, and they've done that like the last two years. And the problem with that is it allows lots of breakdowns, and it doesn't really. That's kind of why Jermaine Jones kind of helped them a lot to sort of clean that up. It's so there's still going to be this like ultra attacking team, but when you have just a good core of guys like that, if someone goes down, you just swap someone right back in. Uh, you know, Bunbury had a good preseason. It, they're just a really impressive team with a bunch of guys uh, between the .35 and .45. Uh, expected goals plus expected assist range for 90. And when you have a lot of pieces that work together, it's just more sustainable than having, you know, a couple of guys. So I think they're a very well-built team. Um, I'm not really sure about, I mean, how good of a signing Kofi is, but uh, I think that they're definitely going to make the playoffs. I don't don't see how anyone would say they're not making the playoffs. That blows my mind.
0: But, I mean, I, I could see a world where it doesn't happen. I mean, this is... They got worse, right? They're a worse team than they were last year. Would you disagree?
1: No. I, I, I mean, I think they they have gotten up just about as – I think they've remained the same, and I think the conference around them hasn't improved that much. And so, I mean, I think Lee Wynn had a down year. That's going to change. Fagundes only played um, – or didn't play for a bunch of the season. Uh, came on strong at the end of the season. He had a really good uh, goals per 90 rate. Uh, goals and assists per 90 rate a row is right up there um i mean with agita like you can't really poke any holes in this team and say like this is where they're going to fail
2: yeah yeah that's fair
0: kevin you have anything to add
2: yeah i'd agree with sean i think the fact that they have that stability that continuity is is also going to be um advantageous for them
0: all right i'll say his team who i think is going to have a it's going to be taken out with that uh, maelstrom of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Meteorites. Meteors uh, is the team in Washington, D.C., which I got to watch night before last. Perry Kitchen is gone, and they've replaced him with Marcelo Sarvas and uh, Lamar Nagel and Patrick Niarco. Uh, I think this team is going to be real bad this year. I think they what they got the four seed unbelievably uh, last season, but I don't think they can do it again. They outperformed. I mean, they always outperform their expected uh, expected goals. You know, I think they wouldn't want more than one game this this year with uh, like five or fewer shots, and it, I don't think it, Ben Olsen can keep it up. They're probably the only team probably alongside New England that made the playoffs last year that is didn't make any real additions. Perry Kitchen he has heart and he's going to hearts and I think the uh DC chances of the playoffs are, are probably going with him. Sarvis was pretty good in the first leg against Quintero but just he can't fill that same hole, hole and doesn't have the defensive um cover that that Kitchen provides, so I think it's going to be really tough for them to to get back to the playoffs this year. And they got this young guy, Luciano Acosta, from River Plate, who's supposed to be good, but he's, I think he's listed at 5'3", a buck 30. He's from Boca Juniors, I think. Okay, same thing. And, uh, uh... But, yeah, I mean, the dude is tiny, and he was their best player the other night, but it's it's... I I just don't see it. You guys have anything to jump in there with?
1: I admire DC's uh, roster in terms of spending, in that... They don't? (laughs) Well, yeah, but they're not, like... There are some teams that spend poorly that low. That team is extremely maximized at, uh, at every position per dollar. So, if they... Get one or two, like if if is great, for instance, if um, Nagel has a great season, um, you know they're you know if Chris Rolfe continues to do his thing, I think you're underrated. Spindle, Spindle is one of the better forwards in the league that people just don't realize. Yeah, um, in terms of shot rates, expected goals per night. like if he can stay healthy, they have pieces, uh, and I think they're definitely. Um, who's the guy that they just brought in from um, Riverhounds or Rob Vincent? Yeah, Rob Benson, um, scouts, I've heard, talked to scouts who love him. He's got, he had a r- really, really good numbers in, uh, let's see, he was in, was he in USL? He was in
0: USL, right? Yep, he scored yeah. 18 goals for Pittsburgh last year, which was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I think
1: that's a good sign. I mean, and he's a I a they can, So, yeah, I think they can squeak in, I really do. It's just a, a matter of finding the right amount of luck. Um, I think what'll really hurt them is Hamid, obviously. Hamid kind of... Makes that mm-hmm. non-defense defense work.
0: Although Dykstra, I think, would be a starter on a lot of a lot of teams. He's he's legit and he's done well in his expected goals as well, which obviously we don't know is necessarily sustainable. But oh, Bill Reno um, loves Dykstra. Just to put does, that out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Actually, there's a here's a here's a preview coming Monday. Bill Reno's MLS preview for goalkeepers, which has an entire section devoted to Andrew Dykstra. Kevin, what are your thoughts on DC? Um, yeah, I, I, they.
2: I, yeah, I don't know that they got a whole lot better. Um, they, Sean's right. Like, they did a, a decent job of spending thriftily. Um, I don't think the pieces they added were enough. I, I have them slated probably not quite as a playoff team this year. Um, just given, you know, they needed to make some big moves and, and they didn't really do that. Yeah, I think I see
0: Orlando maybe jumping ahead of them and D.C. falling out of the playoffs. We shall see. Um, all right, let's go to Montreal, where we have Harry Ship and the return of D.D.A. Drogba. This is a better team, right? For some but, games. For some uh, games. Yeah, for <laughs> half the season, he'll, he'll be there when he feels like it. Uh I feel like this is a team that got better. Justin Mappet is gone. Dilly Duca was, I think, a little bit of an unsung hero. He got, all, he got a lot of crap from people, but um, he did a lot for them. And Eric Miller is, is gone as well, who kind of lost his spot at the end of the year, but is the future of the U.S. national team on outside back. We can all agree. Uh, Kevin, you have any thoughts on Montreal?
2: Uh, as a, I mean, I definitely like the ship signing. I think he mm-hmm. will do a lot for them. Uh, hopefully playing in the middle of the field instead of out wide, uh, like he too often was put in Chicago. I think him, just the fact that once Drogba starts playing, just the fact that he'll have Drogba to feed the ball to, um, I think Ship will have a pretty good season, pretty decent season. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether they, whether Montreal stays in the 4-3-3 that Biela sort of preferred towards the end of the season or whether they switch to more of a 4-2-3-1. Um, at this point, I guess they're probably if Drug was able to play, you know, maybe seventy-five percent of the way he played for the eleven games he was there, or whatever. Um, I think there'll be a, a pretty decent side. If he comes back and he looks old, or it takes him a while to to get into the swing of things, then they could suffer uh, as a result.
1: I think Justin Mapp is a big loss, but then again, they they played without him for a lot of the season last year. Um, I think they, I believe. Don't they, I believe they also have Eric Alexander, and that's a sleeping giant in terms of our data. Did you just
0: call Eric Alexander a sleeping giant?
1: Yes. If you look at his um, data for 2014, he has an incredible uh, touch rate, defensive action rate's really good, and most importantly, from center mid position, he's, he was one of the leaders in expected goals from from like a withdrawn position. Uh, he I don't know what happened last year, but... If he can regain anything close to his 2014 form, then that's you know then that's something that just to keep an eye on because I think a lot of people have just forgotten he exists.
0: Yeah, he's good and you know he plays that role where it's easy to forget, but he's absolutely a good player. I don't think he's all that notable, but I guess we'll see. So yeah, I think Montreal will a force to be reckoned with. Um, all right, let's go to our MLS Cup finalist, Columbus Crew. Chris Clouty's gone, Jack max gone, but they've picked up, eh, nobody really. Another Cam- Kamara, And, uh, Connor Casey, who's gonna punch some heads in. I think they're, uh, poised to, uh, to maybe get back to MLS Cup. I mean, it's, it does feel to me like they, they have Kai Kamara on a big DP contract, and they had a good run at the end of the season. I think they're really well coached. They've got depth at most positions. Kevin, what are your thoughts on them?
2: Yeah, I think, uh, they'd probably be my pick to, to win the East. I think they'll be right back up there. Um, just the, the midfield depth is so much greater than any other team. The fact that they can bring in, uh, Merriman Finley or, um, run Mabwati out there to give it a different look. Um, hopefully Iguain is able to, you know, doesn't show his age too much. But it's not like they're asking him to do too much running or put in too much defensive work. So he's re- really fine just sort of sitting up there and um, finding, you know, playing through balls or pinging long balls. Uh, it's it's going to be a really good team, especially now that it looks like they've got the, the defense figured out with Guess and Soro sort of uh, really meshing well with Parkhurst at the end of the year. I think they're going to be a, a really good side.
1: John? Still not a fan of Columbus in terms of a team that I would pick to be sustainably good. The simple fact of you should generally never trust a team that crosses as much as they do for sustainability purposes, as good as Kai Kumar is in the air. Then I mean there just haven't been teams in MLS that have repeated uh, success that way. Uh, and they do that by sacrificing, by pushing Ethan Finley so high up in the field, they sacrifice uh, a lot of shots against uh, possession, their possession and their shots against don't really match up. They they haven't for the last couple years. So, I, I mean, I don't see them winning the East. I so They're definitely going to make the playoffs. They have the ability to get to the final. I stand by what I said last year, that if, if Columbus was in the West last year, they don't even make the playoffs. What? That, and I, I think that SKC is legitimately better
0: last year. Well... I think you're wrong. I think Kai Kamara is as good as advertised, and I don't see him regressing he's, as much. They got Harrison Awful with the full season, uh, even with Iguain apparently feeling his age a little bit. It, he's he's still Federico Igwein. Steve Clark's one of the most underrated goalkeepers in MLS. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I think they got we'll the trap to hang. Will trap his bay. Will trap. How did we not take us that long to say Will trap's name? He's he's what's up.
1: Had I known you were going to disagree about Kamara, I would have brought data with me to demonstrate to you why this is you're wrong, Drew. But we'll just leave it there.
0: He was second in the league in expected goals plus expected assists last year.
1: Yeah, but look at his unassisted shot rate. Look at how many shots were.
0: Um, his unassisted. Yeah, it's pretty low.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> so <laughs> you're he's relying getting- on. Service, yeah, because it's a cross team. It's it's kind of like what happened with Chris Wondolowski in 2012, I believe, um, and Stephen Leonard and Alan Gordon had amazing years that year for the same reason. It's they were getting a lot of really good crosses, but towards the end of that year, teams were shutting them down. They realized, oh, if we just shut you down on the wings, then you're completely vulnerable in the counter. I, mean, I I just don't think that you can uh, put money on Kamara doing the same thing again even though the system hasn't changed. It's just generally not a recipe for sustainability.
0: Uh, Kaikamara's unassisted shot percent was uh, 13.2, which is, which is on the low end for the, the top guys. But uh, Laren was 9.3. So yes yeah. another uh, reason Laren's probably going to regress. Anyway.
1: Yeah. I mean, I believe Jossie's artist is in the year that he did the same thing was like 7%.
0: Yeah, it's right there with Octavio Rivero. Interesting. Okay, uh, let's go to our supporter shield winners last year. New York Red Bulls have lost the legend Roy Miller. Hopefully, they'll be able to replace him with Gideon. Bah. Uh, uh, this team's really good, I think, and they kicked ass in pretty much all expected goals metrics last year. They were well above every other team. I think when the playoffs started, we gave them a 33% chance of winning MLS cup, which is pretty astronomical considering there were, uh, still 12 teams eligible to, to make it. And they may not have improved all that much, but I still think when you got Sasha question and Bradley Wright Phillips, and you know, maybe even this Verona and Dax and the, uh, Varone might figure it out this season. It's a lot of, a lot to be hopeful that maybe they can do something besides just win the supporters shield and lose in the Eastern Conference Finals. Do Sean. they still have Sean, right, Phillips? Yeah, they do, but he's not good.
2: Or at least he didn't look good last year.
0: Yeah. The he's first game they brought him hits.
1: in. The first game they brought him in, he looked good. I don't know. <laughs> um yeah, I think uh the big thing with them obviously is the loss of, um, uh, Matt Miazga. So we'll see. I, I'm not sure. I think it's stepping in, I believe, or Zubar. I, I mean,
0: I'm yeah, not, there are totally a, a lot of, they have a lot of injuries guy. going on right now as well. So they're not fully healthy to start this season. I don't think, but
1: yeah. So w- when you have a team that presses the ball, you're going to force a lot of long balls. Um, when you do that, it's important to have a guy back there who wins the ball aerially. Otherwise you're just going to have a lot of, uh, the other team knocking the ball down and then just being in the space that you, you know, uh, that you give up when you do that. Uh, we've seen that with pretty much every team that does the press, they have someone that that really dominates in the air. Uh, I'm not really sure if they have that right now, so that's something to keep an eye on. I think their support shield, I think they're the favorites to win the support shield simply because they're in the East. I think, uh, I think it was it Harrison who did the, who kind of demonstrated that. Dallas pretty, was the better team last year. Dallas had much harder schedule. Dallas should have won the Supporters Shield. Um, I would pick Dallas or Vancouver this year, but I think just because of the weak East, New York is still the team to,
2: to put your money on for the Supporters Shield. Yeah, th- they'll be good. Obviously, losing the Oscar hurts. It'll be interesting to see how, how getting boss slots in. A lot of people have been talking about whether Mike Grella can sort of continue his form from last year. Um, I don't really expect that to be sustainable just given, uh, the way he's played in the past. But, but if he can, I think that's promising. Um, he doesn't guess,
0: necessarily have to though. I don't think either. Right.
2: Oh, I, right that's, I true. think he does. I mean, well, he, unless he, Verone and Sean Wright Phillips can contribute a little bit more. Yeah. I think they,
1: would, if Verone think, contributes more, Yeah. but he, I think he's only, cause Harrison and I were talking about this today. I think he's only like, um, a goal or above, uh, goals, uh, my expected goals or something like that. So I don't think it's anything astronomical. I, I always saw... I
2: mean, and I just think his expected goals were higher than you would normally expect from a player of Grello's uh, caliber.
0: Yeah, he only scored one more than his expected goals.
1: So. Yeah, I mean, he's a wing forward on a team that possesses the ball a lot. We saw this with Namath last year in Sporting Kansas City. Um, I, I think he, every team that does that one forward system needs a guy like that. One of the reasons I'm concerned about the Kansas City, but we'll get to that later. Uh, I mean, he's not a great player, but I think he'll get that. He'll still get his his numbers, but uh, we'll see. Kevin, you have anything else
2: to add there? Yeah, I guess we'll see. Let's do it.
0: All right, let's uh, let's go into the West. We're gonna start at the bottom again. We got. Wait,
2: can we
1: can we pause so we can play um, just a little snippet from Wild Wild West, like the Will Smith song right here? Yeah, we can do that.
2: West Jim West Desperado.
0: No, you don't want nada, none of this. Six gun in this, brother running this. Buffalo soldier, look, it's like I told you. Any damsel that's in distress, be out of that dress when
2: she meet Jim West. Rough neck, so go check the law on the bar. Watch your step, we'll flex and get a hold in your side. Swallow your pride, don't let your lip react. You don't want to see my hand, where my hip be at. With Artemis from the start of this, running the game. James West, taming the West, so remember the name. Now who you gonna call? GB. Now who you gonna call?
0: Gia G. G- you ever rip with people wanna us break out before you get bum rushed? The wild Wild West when I roll into the, the wild, wild West when I stroll into the, the Wild Wild West when
1: I bounce into the, the Wild Wild West, west. It's go, it's go.
0: All right, welcome back to the Wild Wild West, Wiki Wild. Uh We'll start in Colorado. A team that got sneak sneaky good. I think. Well, maybe not sneaky good, but sneaky better in the off season. They got and mm-hmm. Gashi, who, besides have, being the top pickup as far as name is concerned, he uh, led the Swiss league in goals the last two seasons, and is going to be right there next to Doyle, which I. Well, he'll be out in the wing. Yeah, but but they'll be doing the goal scoring. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. But just to add on that, over the last
1: two years, I believe his goals plus assists per 90 rate is 1.2 on a top 50 ELO team in the world.
0: That's bananas.
1: Yeah. It's a pretty good pickup.
0: The downside is that it sounds like they're going to have to rely on service for Marco Papa as their number 10. Uh, You know, Marcelo service had a down year last year for them. And it'll be interesting to see if Papa can can kind of fill in there in a bit of a role that he hasn't played before. I think without a doubt, their offense is going to be significantly better. Cause that was, that was basically the problem last year is Colorado stunk, but their defense was in the top half, really the top five in the league. They didn't allow many goals. I mean, Klinner Wren was, was top notch and, and you know, their defense is really good. They had, unfortunately they pretty much had a hundred percent turnover. So Drew Moore is gone. Michael Harrington's gone. Uh, Riley, who believe it or not, still got a lot of minutes. James Riley for them. So it'll be interesting to see if they can have the same defensive success. My guess is, in a way, that the, t- the uh, problems they have will be flipped from last season because they're gonna have a new defensive core. We'll see. But obviously, the biggest, the biggest signing is Tim Howard. Does anyone think he's gonna be like one of the? He's gonna be one of the best goalkeepers in the MLS.
2: I think he'll be good, uh, you know, probably one of the best, but I don't know if that was really the big signing that Colorado needed. Uh, it, you know, Clint Irwin, who everyone loves, uh, would have been fine, I think, there. Uh, but instead they sort of shipped him out and brought Howard in. And so, he's slightly cheaper Clint Irwin. Right, yeah. by a, a hair maybe. <laughs> uh, well,
1: I think – oh, sorry. Keep...
2: No, 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 you can go.
1: Well, I I think on the offensive side, I mean, even if they don't, even if Papa isn't, um, doesn't fill the role, you still have powers behind him, um, with, uh, who probably thought next to Cronin. And then, uh, you got Serna, who, you know, Serna's got some pretty good numbers. I think it's a really good attacking core going forward, um, with the exception of uh, Doyle, who I'm not really a fan of, but I don't think they really need Doyle to be great because they've got Gashi and Colorado, um, generally, um, Historically, it's been a team that doesn't give up a lot of shots. And, uh, and they've done that throughout lots of permutations of systems. I don't really have an explanation for it. It might be altitude. Um,
0: if, you, if Basically, if you took each team's coach and boiled it down into the way that coach played, I would say Colorado is Pablo Mastroianni to a T, right? They basically, as a team, are what Pablo Mastroianni was as a player.
2: Is that too deep? Uh, yeah, no, that's pretty fair. Only Pablo Mastroianni played in the, his proper position, and <laughs> as a team, no one plays in the right position for Colorado.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was, they were the most perplexing team last year because you couldn't put your finger on it. It just looked like they just picked 11 players and just put them out there, didn't even tell them what positions they were playing, and just, you know, like, clapped his hands and said, total football or something. Like, they were just... <laughs> they were just all over the place they were really hard to find any silver linings from last season except for um defense uh but i think they're definitely better this year the problem is that all the other weak teams um last year rsl we'll, we'll get to also got better um it's going to be a dog fight to get into the
0: uh get into the uh playoffs well let's just roll right into it to rsl they added Back, your Uh Mosician. I don't know how to say his name, but yes. uh, sure. Who is I think expected to, to get a lot of goals, although he hasn't seen many minutes recently in Europe and is getting up there. They added back Chris Winger. This feels like an old reunion of RSL guys from the uh, Jason Kreis era and before. But obviously Louis Gill and Louis Silver are gone to Mexico. Sebastian Jaime is gone. They weren't that good last year. It's difficult to see them getting back up into the playoffs with, with, with what they've added. What are your guys' thoughts? I would
1: disagree. I think they have definitely have a shot. Um, last night, um, getting a chance to see uh, the 4-3-3 that they're using in action with Martinez and Plata uh, up top. Uh, or on the wings with Montzician, uh, that they looked really good like that. Uh, I think you know, Javier Morales is still an elite playmaker um, with you know Beckerman behind him. Uh, that's a that's always a solid spine uh, defensively. Having a a back, it's you know a question of whether he's still well. He's not the in lot of old, but he's if he still has anything left in him, uh, that's uh, that's I mean that's a good sign for them. Uh, just just by their form right now, from Champions League going up against Pekarst and really giving the best of series of any MLS team, which no one expected. Mm-hmm. I think they've got something. Uh, it could just be small same size, but they've got something. I think the only concern I would have is uh, they're defending on the wings because Plata and Martinez. You know, when it comes to tracking back, I'm not. I'm not really. Can we refer that. to him
0: as
2: Burrito?
1: I don't know if he's earned that title yet. He earned it before he Burrito arrived. is a pretty.
2: High standard to live up to.
1: Yeah, you know, there's goat and then there's burrito.
2: <laughs> he didn't
0: play for Chivas, did he? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts on RSL? I
2: I don't know. I I'm. They did look good in Concacaf, and that's tough to discount. Um, I mean, Montreal looked good in Concacaf last year, and they did not uh, start the season particularly well. Um, I just, I do think they'll be better, and. It, and you're right, between, um, between Burrito, between uh, Plata, hopefully, who's who's healthy for the full season, between Yura I think they'll have a, a good attacking core. Uh, it's going to be difficult for—Morales like, and Beckerman are both getting up there in years. Um, so if they can sustain the level of performance that's sort of been expected of them, I would be surprised, I guess. Um, I, I'd probably expect Beckerman to level off a little Um But uh, I guess that's an open question. I do think they'll probably be in a fight for that sixth playoff spot. Um, But I I guess I I probably wouldn't expect them to do much more in the playoffs after that.
1: Well, they also brought in Suni Obayan, I probably said that wrong, who I don't know much about. He was
0: really good in the the Champions League.
1: That's what I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. And they kind of need a workhorse in there with Morales and Beckerman um, up there in age and lacking mobility. And I think he offered that, at least in what we saw. So, yeah, I'm probably putting way too much weight on the fact. But Tigres cannot be understated. They're an amazing team. They're one of the best teams, not only in North America, but in South America. They proved that by going through Libertadores to the final. Um, I'm going to keep my eye on RSL. They look interesting.
0: Yep, Tigres. Those Tigers often make the burritos roar. (laughs) I'm sorry. What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It
1: wasn't even a pun. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: wasn't, I don't even know. Uh, it's, it's just the, uh, the dynamo I bring to this podcast is you never know what I'm gonna say. Just like Houston, who have lost club legend Brad Davis, but replaced him, I would say upgraded him with Kristen, uh, Maidana, who we talked about before f- from Philly. I think this is like maybe one of the bigger moves of the offseason that nobody's talking about. Madonna's good and maybe he can actually get something out of their attacking core in Bruin and and provide some service and they got Jales Barnes who's going to streak down the down the wing. I I don't know, I think Houston improved quite a bit this season. Uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts?
2: Uh yeah, I I do think they'll be better. Um it's tough to know how much just because there's so many new pieces coming in and so many sort of mainstays. Leaving the team, so the, I guess they're a question mark for me right now. If I had to guess, I'd probably put them in contention for the, the sixth playoff spot. It'd be interesting to see how they use Maidana, who, who's really, um, yes, he's a right, he's a center attacking mid, I guess by label, but he he really prefers to play more out wide. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see how he meshes with uh, with Bruin, with Barnes, um, with Torres to see what, what sort of attack that leads to.
1: Yeah, I think Kevin just brought up two very interesting points. Um, well, one of course is Torres and the question of where he fits in this team. Uh, they seem pretty dead set on the four, two, three, one. And, uh, that means you're going to have to choose between Bruin and and Torres. And, uh, you know, with the money they're paying Torres and just the, his past, um, goal scoring rates, it's going to be hard to, uh, it's going to cause probably a lot of unrest if he if they sit and they don't do well. They're always going to have that hanging over their head. It's not really a good thing, you know, environment wise. Um, but uh, another thing is uh, with Maidana uh, sweeping wide is uh, also very interesting because that that whole team's problem last year and the reason why the Brad Davis getting rid of Brad Davis was a good move was that team relied. Uh, they were, I believe they had the highest or second highest cross the through ball uh, rate ratio in the league. And um yeah like bringing in Madden obviously looks to be like a move to try to to settle that try to get more uh stable uh chance creation that's not so uh wing heavy but like you said he does when you look at when you break down his uh, key passes a lot of them do come from out wide he does like to drift out there uh you know defensively i think they're going to set up well behind him they have clark they just brought in colin warner who's uh with a sneaky good signing for them
0: they were second in MLS in expected goals against last year. Barely a goal, which is you, – you don't yeah, think of Houston as this like, defensive. Huge caveat to
1: that is they played most of the season in not a 4 3 one but a 4-5-1, and I, the difference being they just they played three holding mids last year for a yeah. lot of the season. And then, then when they realized, oh, we're, we need at least more offense in this, we're not going to grind out results this way because they were getting ties but not enough to be in contention – they went to a 4-4-2, started putting Kubo up there. Then they started giving up more goals than they were getting. So it, I don't know if you can really put that defense on this new defense. Although they did just bring in Aegis, uh, who's a good center back. Uh, they still have Horst on the bench, who's uh, given them good depth. I don't know. I don't think Houston's making the playoffs this year, but I think they're they definitely improved uh, by a lot.
0: You think Owen Coyle is uh, in the hot seat?
1: Second year. Um in uh, that market, i I mean that fairly cheap market. I don't think they're they're looking to spend a lot of money. Um they would have to do really badly for, for them for there to be like a valid cry to get him fired.
0: All right. Let's go I mean, to Pablo still has a job. What's that? I mean Pablo still has a job somehow. Yeah, Jim Curtin It's shocking. Yeah, uh, that's one. Yeah. Uh, okay. San Jose earthquakes as we get over to I five. They added the intrepid Chad Barrett, the biggest offseason signing in MLS, and also brought back Simon Dawkins from England. We got Tommy Thompson, we got Fatai Lash, we got Chris Wondolowski. This Mark is. Pelosi. What? Mark Pelosi. Mark Pelosi. This is the, dare I say, all white person team, if you ignore Dawkins, maybe.
1: And... Well, what about uh that awful, awful Mateus Perez Garcia, Boo mm. Hiss, who everyone hates there despite being the second best chance creator in the league, statistically. Um which just baffles me. Um that he just doesn't fit their blue collar work rate like ideology. But when you talk to San Jose fans, like there's a lot of vitro and I just don't get it. I don't get it at all. He's such a versatile player and he's probably getting pushed to the bench. Um, oh, I think Who's problem who's got his spot? Like what who'd he play over? Um, Well, it's probably going to be Godoy, Alashe, and um, Pelosi, once all those guys are healthy, sort of rotating in those center mids because they want to have a very English up and down 4-4-2, cross the ball a lot and play bad soccer sort of team. And, I mean, there's no way to describe that. I mean, it's it's just in this modern age when we know what we know about cross conversion, it's just not a, a way to build a team. Um, it's not really clear why they where they're going to fit Dawkins in. I don't think they're going to put him in the center mid. Um, I think the best bet is either taking um, Cato's spot out wide or maybe uh, playing underneath Wondolowski, but that would require Unseen Ameriqua, who has done really well. Uh, I don't know. They also brought in um, some uh, some new winger recently. I forget his name. Uh, it's not really sure if they're going to use Barrett. him. <laughs> nope, not Chad Barrett. was not Chad Barrett. Although, Baird's another interesting signing, because they already have like Adam Yon. They already have a bunch of, sort of guys like that. Um, who's I, who's I, the other
0: Goonie that was injured most of last year um,
1: that Leonard everyone hates?
0: Been,
1: Leonard has been injured oh, yeah. for two years, and I have an uncoded authority. He's essentially retired. So. Okay. Um, He's a jerk.
0: Yeah. That's all I needed to get that in. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't think this team got better, um, and I think... I think they have the pieces to help themselves. They're just not going to use them. I think Thompson's going to... They're going to keep him chained. I think they're going to uh, continue to not realize what they have in uh, MPG when they should be building around him. They're kind of chucking him because they think he doesn't fit a system. Uh, I I don't think they got better. I don't think they make the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I, It's frustrating to watch because they, they do have all these good pieces. With MPG, they have Amagara, who, who I guess got hurt last year, but if he can pick up where he left off sort of at the start of the season, could be a pretty promising player. Um, bringing on Dawkins, obviously, uh, Wondolowski, Mark Pelosi, once he gets healthy. So they Yeah, they have the pieces to make like an exciting, uh, good team, and they just don't quite get fit together the right way. So if, if Kinnear can figure that out and sort of uh, go away from the style he's been pretty well known for trying to play, then I think this could be a, a in contention for a playoff spot at least um, but given what we know about Dominic Kinnear that's not uh, likely to happen unfortunately
0: okay Sean let's go to your local burrito stand what uh, what are folks saying about the LA galaxy coming into the season
1: well local folks um, are true are, 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 are you still that...
0: weeping over the death of Kobe Bryant <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> local folks are
1: saying that this is absolutely a team of winners that's going to win it all bar none. Um, when you ask rational people, I think it's there's a lot of question of whether this team can make the playoffs. Um, uh, there's just so many question marks all over. But they
0: brought in the most underrated goalkeeper in MLS, and Dan Kennedy.
2: <laughs> An excellent addition, if I do say so myself. Right, um, Sean?
0: Not,
1: I'm not touching that one.
0: Um, no, will you unpack that? Because I think there is a real perception that he is one of the more underrated goalkeepers But everything points to that being complete and utter BS.
1: Right. So in 2011, he had like a 70% save rate on a really bad Chivas team. And that's when it sort of – and people were talking, oh, he needs to be on the national team. And he's sort of ridden that reputation through really subpar seasons. And people have just said, well, we know he's quality, but that's a bad Chivas defense. So we'll give him a pass. And so no one – noticed that he was getting just progressively worse every year, to the point that he's now um, you know well below most keepers who've been in the league as long as he have, has, and yet his salary is you know above theirs. It doesn't. It was just. It's not a good... going from Ricketts to Kennedy is the very galaxy move, and that it they don't. They're not scouting. They're going by name, uh, and that's what they did this offseason. They went and got names, and uh, you know that can work because names did well in the past, so maybe they can do well in the future, but it's not really a, like, a good way to go out and build a team. Um, I think the, the main problem tactically is going to be uh, whether or not Bruce uh, trusts Giovanni Dos Santos enough to bring him back into the midfield. This is a team that saw 40% uh, fewer touches in the midfield from 2014 to 2015 and 20% um, fewer chance creation. So, uh, and that was with, you know, Lichette, who everyone, you know, raves about, but he's not a chance creator. Um, He's a good player, not a chance creator. Chassie's artist, who's a terrible winger. Um, It's not even a great forward, but that's another topic for another day. Um, But if Bruce continues to play as artist that wide, then that's a team that can't hold the ball because you don't have forwards who can hold the ball. And add to that Gerard's legs and age and and the 440. There's just so many question marks just all around the field. So, How does know, Mike these...
0: McGee fit in?
1: Mike McGee was brought in to um, as a raising of the middle finger to Jose Villarreal. That's the only explanation because it's just like, oh, I see that you have uh, one of the best goals, per, uh, goals plus assists per 90 rates in the league, Youngin. Well, we're going to go and sign Mike McGee to push you further down the bench and ensure that you don't get on this team. Also, we're going to sign Boateng um, and push you further down. Also, we're not going to trade you. We're going to perpetually keep you in this $60,000 spot and not let you earn uh, your way up despite your talent. I don't understand the Mike McGee signing. I don't understand the Jeff Lorenowicz signing. Um, This team has so many good pieces signed at $60,000. And when you have that, there's no reason to push those guys down on the bench. You should maximize that by spending that money elsewhere. So you should let Villarreal be a backup and maybe spend that money on another striker. Uh, Maybe on uh, another center defender as opposed to going to Belgium Belgium and getting a left back because who looks big and saying I bet he can play center back I mean I'd, Is Leonardo a star- is going to be a starter uh, so that's a big question he's probably he's injured right now so we don't know the Bruce's preferences right now uh, Bruce loves Leonardo so it's, and uh, so it's going to be a big test this year but uh, right now with uh, if Cole is your left back and Roger is your right back, that means either AJ or Leo sits. And it's kind of unthinkable to think that AJ sits, but Bruce loves Leo. So we're really going to see that tested and just see how how out of touch is Bruce Arena.
2: Excellent. Kevin, thoughts there? That, that's probably enough thoughts for all three of us. I'll defer to Sean. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Let's go a little farther north on I-5, up to Seattle and... The Great American Hope, Jordan Morris, who is just as good as Oba Femi Martins, and is going to take this team to MLS Cup for their first MLS Cup trophy.
2: Sound good? Absolutely. No, no qualms with that statement. <laughs> what do you, what do you see in Seattle, uh, Kevin? Yeah, losing Oba is going to hurt. Uh... I do think they'll probably be okay in the long run, especially once Jordan Morris starts to get the, get the hang of things. Um, if, if he and Clint Dempsey can, can learn how to link up the same way Oba and Clint Dempsey did, I think that'll be a really promising partnership. Um, it's but pretty big if right, <laughs> right. And, and even if, uh, that is the case, it's going to take some time to, to get there. It's going to take some time for Morris to, to figure out the league, to get used to how things work to get used to the physicality of it. So it it could be a slow start for them if they're really relying on Jordan Morris to, to fill some of that void. Um, But I I do think he'll get there eventually. Um, I guess I, I do like the, the Jovan Jones addition. I think he'll help out their defense. Um, He had a really promising start in Chicago. He sort of leveled off after he came back from the gold cup, maybe a little bit gassed, but Um, I think he's definitely a a starting quality left back, so I think that was a good add for Seattle. Um, I think overall they'll be good if they can keep giving some cover for for Ozzy if if he doesn't show his age too much, Um, right? And if Jordan Morris, you know, figures things out, I think Seattle will be a a pretty decent side.
0: Sean, do you think Gonzalo Pineda and Marco Papa are going to be missed at all in the midfield?
1: Not in the new system. I think the, they're doing the right thing. I was with the four-three-three. I was skeptical when it was when Oba was still on the team, but when Oba left, it, it just clicked and made sense to me. Um, if, especially after seeing the first half um, of the Club America game, you can kind of see some of the potential there. But their movement was excellent. Uh, their runs were excellent. Uh, Valdez, um, Dempsey, Morris, all sort of switching off, and then uh, you know even Shits in the middle. Uh, with uh, Freiburg and Alonso, it's kind of sweeping behind. With Freiburg moving forward a bit more, they've got a lot of good pieces on their starting eleven. I think the problem is the bench. Uh, if anyone goes down, like you, there's a big drop off between uh, Rodan and Alonso, between um, Jones. I think I forget the name. They've got they've got a blo- really young bench, and I think that you know a lot of the, these guys have potential. They're not starter starter ready. So, you know, if someone goes down, and that's probably going to happen, and, you know, in of course with MLS season, I think they're going to see a big drop-off in quality. So yeah. That's my big concern for them.
0: I think you're right. I think depth is an issue for them, and I'm going to throw out a hot take that this is Jordan Morris's first year as a pro. He's been playing college soccer, which they can only play a few months out of the year. He's going to get called up for Copa America probably. I would imagine that he's... I, it, I just don't think he'll be able to be at his best all season and may even, you know, end up needing some time off for an, for an injury or something like that just because this is probably the most soccer he'll have played since he was in high school, and uh, it's going to be at a nominally better level than what he was playing in high school, I'd imagine. So it'll be interesting. I think Seattle, they're going to be really fun to watch, though. Wouldn't you imagine? I mean, there's some real attacking talent and uh, – you know the ball is gonna move really fast on that turf, as it always does. So.
1: What's well, new turf? Didn't you hear them raving? It's completely new turf. It's great turf. Balls moving great. It's excellent turf. That was my. Dog's you know, that's impression. like
0: the. That's like the. You know how in baseball they say he shows up to camp in the best shape of his life. I feel like every year in MLS, all the teams with turf are like, they put new turf down. It's the best turf that's ever been, created. But. Whatever. Okay, let's go to my beloved Portland Timbers who have lost Maxi and Rodney Wallace, Jorge Villathania, and Will Johnson. And uh, they basically have replaced those players with Chris Clutie and Jack McInerney. Here's my hot take for the evening. I think the Timbers are maybe going to struggle to make the playoffs this year. I think they're really good and talented. Depth is a real issue. Defensively, they're going to... Have a significant drop off. I think Viafania. Well, they got a million bucks for him. They just haven't replaced him. Clouty was good two years ago, but he he played like ten games last year, and he's dealing with injury from or he's dealing with a surgery he had in the off season that he's not recovering from. I just they've lost some talent. Rodney Wallace was really important defensively for that team, even though you don't necessarily think about him as that. But now Luke Milano is going to slide over to the left. Who's a First of all, he's right-footed. Second of all, he suffers from Andrew uh, Pirlo syndrome as far as defense goes from the midfield. And I just don't see him getting that cover. The fact that he's going to be in front of Clouty or whoever starts the season, who's going to be inexperienced with that squad, it it looks like it might be uh, Ridgewell on the left to start the season, and then Jermaine Taylor will go in the middle. Oh, wow. That's
1: interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, they brought in this guy, Zerick Valentine, Van- who went to Akron, but he hasn't had a great offseason, so it looks like it's probably going to be Ridgeball on the left, who's also been nursing an injury. He's 31, he, and he went on loan to Brighton in the offseason, so he hasn't really had much time off, like, hardly any, considering they went to MLS Cup. I just... I think injuries may be an issue because these guys are going to be... have played so much recently, and, uh... I, so and in, in my timbers preview which comes out later today I was looking at Elvis Powell among defenders had the fourth worst pass completion rate and among all field players or all players I guess his cross conversion rate was I think third 8th uh, worst I mean this is a dude who his ceiling is really high and he's gotten re- way better with each season with, in Portland but and he, I think he led the league in duels one last season, but the dude just can't pass. Now, like, the nice thing about that is you can probably get better at passing, you can't teach defense, but I I think he's getting a little more hype than he necessarily deserves. That said, I mean, this is the first year since Caleb Porter has been coached that they, I believe, that they've had their entire midfield healthy to start a season. And when you have Diego Valeri, Diego Chara, and Darlington Nagby, and they're in positions that, you know, bring out the best in them, you know, you're going to score some goals. I just don't know that the defense is going to be able to keep it together this year. And, uh, who knows if, if Milano and Espria can, can give the cover they need. I don't know. I I would agree with that. But I think, um, one thing I
1: do want to point out, I think Milano did not show all of his talent last year. I think moving him to the left so he can cut in on his strong foot, uh, is probably a good decision. Uh, I, I think he's going to have – my big prediction is that he, I think he's going to have a breakout year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's definitely what the Timbers hope. I just He just feels like – he from what I saw last year, he reminded me of, of Nagby a lot from the last few years in that you can see the talent, you can see the potential, but it just couldn't get him locked now. There's a lot of reason to think maybe that this is going to be the year because, you know, he came mid-season from South America and it always takes him Lanus. yeah for a while to... This happened to Diego Valeri, who also came from there. Um, it, it takes him a while to figure out the refs and the physicality of MLS, so maybe, maybe he'll figure that out and get on it. I don't know. I just... I don't think he's... He doesn't look like the pay- player they thought they were paying for, but obviously still very early. We shall see. Kevin, what are your, what are your thoughts on Portland?
2: Yeah, I, I think you guys summed it up pretty well. Um, you know, some pretty important pieces going out and not necessarily like for like, um, in terms of position or in terms of talent coming in, but it is tough to get bet against that midfield of, uh, of Nagby, Valeri, um, sure. Jara, right? Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. He's the little know.
0: he's the one that everyone forgets. It's okay. <laughs>
2: um I I would probably still bet on them being a playoff team. I think they're better than the worst teams in the West and I think having I mean, that continuity at least uh, um across their starting 11 for the most part, I think is is important and I do think that'll benefit them uh, overall.
0: Yeah. I think you're right. I I think they're gonna they'll, they'll get a I think they'll be in the plan again, we'll see. Okay, let's keep this ball rolling. Vancouver have added J-League All-Star Masato Kudo, Christian Bolaños, and the hated Blaz Perez. Betashore's gone, Coffee has gone, Mario Rosales is gone. This team, uh, kind of got out-heralded by Dallas, I feel like, last season. But they were pretty impressive and were relatively consistent across the season, despite the fact that they dealt with injuries to uh, – who's their midfielder? Um, Mauro Diaz. No, no.
2: The other one. I Pedro, was Morales. Pedro Morales. Yeah, yeah, I always
0: confused Mauro Diaz and Pedro Morales. One of those Maro
2: Rosales too, right? Right,
0: yeah. Uh, But this is this is a quality team, and and David Alstead is probably the best keeper in MLS – Kevin, what are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I, I think they're going to be very good this year. It'll be interesting to see if they stick with the 4-2-3-1 the or if, um, if they try to find a way to fit in um, Masato Kudo alongside Octavio Rivero. If, um, because I, I think Kudos could be a, a starter, starter quality forward. Um, and so uh, at times, Rivero struggled last year. Um Especially like after he started the season so well, he sort of hit a slump. So it's good that they have that other option. But um, if there's a way to fit both of them on the field at the same time, then uh, that could be pretty fruitful. I, I'm yeah, I'm really high on Vancouver. I think they're probably one of the top two teams in the West. Uh, again, uh, just the ability to bring bring Blas Perez off the bench. It will be interesting to see how their defense works out. They're going to be probably trusting Tim Parker with. Uh, the majority of the starts as a center back, so it'll be interesting to see if he can keep up his form from the end of last season. And then trying to replace uh, Steven Betisher as well could be could be difficult, but I think overall, um, some really good off-season moves. I think they'll be uh, one of the teams to beat this year.
0: Sean?
1: I think Bolognese is a really, really good pickup because Bland- I think Bolognese has the potential to be one of the better playmakers in this league. Um, I think with
0: what's it seems like he may not even start all the time.
1: Uh, well, it looks like what they're going to do is do a 4-2-3-1 with um, moving Pedro Morales back as sort of like a deep line playmaker. And uh, so they're going to put him next to Labo So, yeah, it's a, it's a super interesting, changes their shape, changes a lot of things. Uh, they might switch away from it if it doesn't work. But if it does work, that's a really dangerous duo there. Um, ranks up there with the uh, Valeria Nagby. Uh, I think um, yeah, I, I think Kudo um. Uh, watched a little tape on him. He looks pretty good. I I think uh, definitely they're um a team to watch. I think last year they had a better points per game rate when
0: fully healthy than Dallas.
1: Interesting.
0: Uh, I got two quick things to say about Vancouver. One, they had. Uh, the second lowest possession in the West barely ahead of San Jose, which is interesting, and I don't think we said Kakuda Mane's name yet, who seems like every year is bound to break out and he kind of has that Darlington-Nagby syndrome and one thing that was noted by uh, Benjamin Harrison, who wrote our think, Whitecap season preview, is that Mane, I think, is in the top, bottom I think he was 8th worst and expected goals per shot last season. So for a guy that you think about as like this speedy guy down the wing that's going to get in close and beat defenders and get at goal, he seems pretty likely to shoot from afar even if that's not a great shot. So it would you'd think it'd be in his best interest to to get a little more picky with those shots. So it'll, you know, who knows. All right, let's uh let's do our last team FC. Oh, actually, uh, I oh, think we ahead. skipped Sporting Kansas City. Oh yeah, we did. Go. <laughs> Just go Sporting Kansas City. Yeah, um, do. What do you got to say?
1: Oh, I think the big pickups for them, uh, interestingly, picking up uh, D- Davis and Matt and then losing Namath. I think in losing Namath, they've lost uh, sort of a second forward option. So now all the goal scoring is going to be on Dwyer. So while they've added a lot of shot creation, um, you know. The options, I think they're going to struggle to score. And I think uh, it, it's also going to be interesting to see a midfield, uh, if we see Davis and Zuzi on the field at the same time. Uh, that's my worst nightmare in terms of, because uh, I hate crosses. Um, so I think that's like my worst nightmare for a team that I love because there's, they play so many through balls uh, through Benny Fielhaber. And uh, I just see that team crossing just way too much and really hurting themselves and shooting themselves. So I think they're going to regress this year.
2: Kevin? Yeah, I that's uh I don't know I right I really think that sixth spot in the West for the playoffs will be up for grabs. But Sean's right, and the guys they I think they're going to be a very cross heavy team this year. Um, MCC already crosses the ball a lot. The reigning Justin Mapp. Um,
0: Brad Davis.
2: Brad Davis, yeah. right? Um, so I, I and uh, Dwyer is not quite the, the typical target forward that we think of. Uh, when we think of teams that like to cross the ball a lot. And and they really are just one Dom Dwyer injury away from losing a really big chunk of their goal scoring with Nemeth gone. And that's not easily, you know, Nemeth isn't easy, easily replaced. Um, so I, I do think they'll take a little step back, I think probably in contention for that s- sixth playoff spot. Um, but uh, probably not as good as they were last year, yeah.
0: Yeah, Benny Halbert led the league in expected assists last year. I would imagine that's... I don't know if that's going to go up or down based on it, how this setup is going to work with all these... It's got to go down. there would be fewer shooters. Yeah, I guess uh, Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Who's uh, Who's uh, Dom Dwyer's backup? Sidney LaRue? <laughs> that's
2: uh, a good question. They <laughs> have uh, Daniel Saloy, who's going to be a rookie, coming in. I think he's a homegrown player. He's like 18 or 19, maybe. Um. Other than him, I am not actually sure.
1: They should just put Iko Par there, have him stand in the box, have Zuzian Davis ping,
2: ping shots a, off his head. Not a bad strategy.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like that could be a beautiful train wreck or a hideous train wreck. But then again, like Peter Vermes, I think, has proven himself as one of the better coaches in MLS, so if he can figure it out, he's the guy. Um, okay so let's uh, let's jump back down to Dallas I think well obviously the best team in the West last year and Oscar Perez has really done a lot to, to change the league especially last year where at one point what he started four homegrown players all at once and then this offseason has basically gone and found replacements. Or upgrades over those players in midfield, all from abroad. Uh, Sean, what uh, what do you see in Dallas? You think they can win the West again?
1: Yeah, I think what's really interesting is when you look at their midfield. So uh, obviously the two most talented players are Diaz and Castillo. Uh, but if you look at the three other players, uh, they brought in a player uh, at each of those positions. That not only it's going to challenge for the position, but I think uh, has a very good chance of by the end of the year uh, taking uh, their place. So um, I think uh, one of them for sure is uh, um, uh, Cruz. Cru- Cruze- Who's the?
0: Gruzzo.
1: Um... I think he's probably going to start over Costa um, once everything settles down. Um, with Uloa, uh, I think he's going to lose out to Juan Esteban Ortiz. Who uh, is a really really solid defensive midfielder, but also a great distributor um, coming out of Colombia. I think uh, Lizarazo is a really really um, sneaky good signing uh, in that. What's his story? So in 2014 he had a really really good year in um, in Colombia. I'm trying to. He's got like eight goals from like as a right sided attacker. He likes to cut in and shoot uh, in uh, that year, he was bought by Cruz Azul, but he didn't get any playing time. So he, uh, was released by Cruz Azul. So he's going to Dallas. I'm pretty sure it was just a free transfer. Um, and, uh, so they picked him up. He's going to take like three or four months to get fully fit. So that's probably why no other teams were interested. Cause I know at one point in time, Seattle was interested in this guy. Uh, I think he can take over the spot for Barrios at some point. We'll see. I think the only uh, spot where they're weakened offensively is um, I think up top they've improved uh, forward wise with the Rudy, but I think depth wise they've lost a lot because the drop off from a Rudy to uh, I mean I guess Tesho or um, is is your next forward is is pretty pretty substantial. So I think that's the thing to watch with them is uh, if a Rudy goes down, uh, it's going to be really interesting.
2: Right. And that was the piece last season that everyone was saying was, uh, you know, the one thing Dallas needed to really get over the hump was a, mm-hmm. a strong yeah. center forward. I think Rudy's definitely an upgrade over Perez and Texera, but I still don't know if he's going to be the guy for Dallas to. Uh, I mean, he's going to have to be if they want to. They could, right, they could probably still win a championship. They could probably still win an MLS Cup without him being amazing, just given. Um, the talent they have elsewhere, but um, I would feel a lot better. If I were a Dallas fan, I would feel a lot better if they, they brought in someone maybe a, a step ahead of Rudy even.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that they, they look to back up Diaz first, where they went out and got Mauro Um which is a good sign in that um, when Diaz went down last year, their points per game did sort of plummet. Uh, but but like you said, that was the position at forward that they were sort of everyone was pointing to I guess it, Preha just has faith in Tesho you know as he does in all his young players uh, we'll see if it pays off for him
0: has anyone said Fabian Castillo's name yet because that guy is the truth and yeah, he's good at soccer he's uh, finally getting call up to C- Colombia, and uh, I think is not long for MLS we, we shall see alright so that I think we went through every team unless I forgot any other teams. Uh, what, uh, let's do playoffs first. Who, uh, let's do who's not going to make the playoffs. Sean, who in the East is not going to make the playoffs? Oh gosh. I think it'll be Chicago. Do we all agree? Chicago is not making the playoffs. I, uh, I
1: have to see them first. I think. I'm gonna go with the, who does make the playoffs because it's just easier in my mind. Um, okay. But, uh, it just, I think New England, Columbus, New York uh, Red Bulls definitely make the playoffs. Uh, I think. Uh, see, I don't. I think Orlando. Um, I think Orlando can do it. I think Philly definitely does not. Uh, Chicago has a shot. Uh, see, I'm missing someone major. Who am I missing? N.Y.C.F.C. Yeah, N.Y.C.F.C. has no shot. um New England. I mean, a real soccer team.
0: <laughs> I think you got it.
1: Yeah, that's a. Uh, yeah, so sort through all those crazy things I said and somewhere there's a, a table.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
2: Kevin, who? Uh, who you got? Uh, Chicago, Philadelphia, New York City FC, and DC United.
0: Okay, so you see Orlando taking DC spot basically.
2: Yes, yeah, that would be my prediction.
0: Right on. I think I'm going to agree with you on that. I think maybe the Reds could drop off, and if NYCFC can figure it out, that they would take that spot. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to be the last last year's teams, and then DC's out, and uh, Orlando takes their spot. Uh, Sean, you want to start with the West?
1: West, uh, I think Vancouver uh, and Dallas definitely get in. Uh, Seattle, I think it's in. Portland, I think it's and uh, that leaves the final spot uh, completely up for grabs. Um, I, I can't. I think San Jose is the only team that I would say for sure does not have a shot at it.
2: Kevin, who you got? I I think San Jose will get in as the six seed. Uh, so that means that Colorado, uh, RSL. Uh, I don't. I Houston. guess Houston. Yeah, Houston and uh, Sporting Kansas City. Will be the four to get left out
0: yeah I think that's a good call I think I'm I, th- I don't see I think we're gonna have the same six as we did last season I like I like a little of what Houston's done in San Jose but I don't see SKC dropping that much so I think the West is gonna pretty much be the same as it was
1: West is stacked it's so stacked it's
0: it's, yeah. it's,
1: so, it's unfair to the bad teams in the West.
0: Here's a fun thought experiment. Which, if it was all one table, take which, which eight teams don't make it? So I guess what I'm saying is, if San Jose and Houston, are they better than, you know, Orlando, D.C., Montreal? Okay, I think D.C., Philly
1: not make those who don't make it for sure. I don't think San Jose makes it. Um, uh, Chicago pff, don't know. Okay. Maybe that I wasn't to say that it was gonna it, be. <laughs> you have to see it. You have to see it. Yeah. What do you you do it, Mr. Smart Guy?
0: Well, I would just say that I think San Jose is gonna be better than probably the bottom two teams in the East and that being I take them over Orlando and
2: DC pretty much any day.
1: Really, San Jose.
2: I would. I agree.
1: Yeah. A team who who their sole offense is they have to cross the ball ten times per goal. Yes. Yeah. Without yeah. no midfield. Without <laughs> no midfield. Okay.
0: I mean, I I I think it's better than a team like DC, which they don't cross the ball and they don't shoot the ball, so.
2: I I guess San Jose might not be better than Orlando City in my 20-team power ranking. But, I, yeah, I would agree. I think they're better than D.C.
0: Cool. When Ben Olsen gets them that uh, supporter shield, we're going to look like chumps. Uh, uh, who do you guys think is the best off-season acquisition? I'm just going to make some shit up now. Kevin, who's, uh, who's your
2: favorite pickup? As a Fire fan, uh, John Goosen's. Yeah, as, as a what's I th- why? I mean, well,
0: I I saw that awesome goal, but I don't know much about him.
2: He's looked really strong in preseason. The the big question are his injury issues. He's had some problems over the last few years. Um, where where has he played previously? Uh, last year he was in Romania. He only had maybe twelve appearances or something. The year before that, he was in India and he was in a, some horrible freak accident there that put him out for a long time. Uh, before that he was in the Netherlands he was waiting on a transfer to Swansea in the Premier League uh, and he got hurt um, before that happened so he's only 27 um, so if he can if he manage to stay healthy in MLS and if he can sort of find his his groove again like it looks like he has in preseason then I think he'll be a really promising player for them he's probably not actually the best offseason signing um, but I, I do think he is a, a good one that could be a, a sleeper pick
0: well who do you think's best? Um, or we can go to Sean and come back.
2: Yeah, yeah. Go to Sean and come back to me.
1: Uh, I think it's between Ashley Cole. Oh. And Gashi. All right, this
0: podcast is over. <laughs> 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 who else you got? <laughs> Gashi. I think Gashi. Okay, um, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah.
1: If he can do like half, if he can do half as well as he did overseas, then that's a ridiculously good pickup.
0: I think you're right. I think uh, your boy DeYoung, if he mm-hmm. can figure it out, he might he might be in there
2: as a ball. Well. Who
0: knows?
2: Kevin, you, got, you have time to think about that? Yeah, gosh, he's up there. Um, I think... You're just a copycat. And then, uh, I mean, they didn't bring him in from out of the league, but I think Toronto's defense, the signing of Toronto's yeah. defense between Clint Irwin, Steve, Stephen Batesher, and uh, Drew Moore, I think, is also... It's a good take. There.
0: Okay. okay. Um. How about MVP? Is uh Giovinco gonna do it again, Sean?
1: I don't see why. Um, why not? I really don't. He's uh. He's pretty. He's the best player in the league, bar none. I think Robbie Keane's got a shot as well. But, uh, yeah, those are my two picks. No, nah, he's too old, Kevin. Uh, t-
2: okay. I, it could be tough for Giovinco missing time for. Oh, uh, uh, that's uh... right. That's right that might hurt some of his numbers, but uh, I, I'm i sure he'll still have an excellent season. Um, if I had to pick one guy, maybe Drogba, if he can get over uh, not playing on turf. Nice.
0: I uh, I think uh, BWP has a chance to, to get in there, just because I think the Red Bulls are going to dominate the East again, and he's going to get just as much service and score buckets of goals. But it's probably going to be G-Venca. Uh, all right, let's do this. Supporter Shield and then MLS Cup winner. I'm going to say Dallas on both.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good bet.
2: Yeah, that I think is what I'm going to go with uh, also.
1: Also, Drew, can we go back in the podcast archives? I believe it was you um, last year around this time that said, said that Robbie Keane was too old. I said that he wasn't. And then how many goals did he score this year? Or
0: last
1: year, I don't, I don't know. I don't
0: know. The man's an ageless wonder. He is. He is. Uh, but he's—he is getting. A Sources tell me that he continues to age. All right. So, one last one last idea here. I'm going to throw out. So they just the Las Vegas Superbook just released their odds. And uh, we got. I'm just gonna. This is bad podcast, but I'm just gonna run through real quick. So we got Galaxy in New York five to one, Portland six to one, Columbus five to two. No, is it, is it? Would any of you take those bets? That's insane, right? Five to one, six to one, even fifteen to two for Columbus. I mean, I like. I w- no. yeah,
2: I wouldn't take those.
0: The Galaxy gonna, was absurd. I'm. Oh, I'm just gonna say some notables now. DC United is twenty to one which everyone should run as far away as they can, away from that. Uh, NYCFC, 25-1, to which puts them the same odds as Montreal and New England, both of which I think (laughs) have way better odds. It's it's weird because, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because, I guess, obviously Vegas goes by what people are betting to a certain extent, Yes, it, but it's where a, the hell like market. these these numbers just blow my mind. If you have watched any of DC or you've you know seen New England, like what what makes you think that these teams have this good? And and then I'll go back down to the bottom. Kevin Chicago one hundred to one.
2: I would take those odds.
0: Absolutely right. Just put a book down.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I
0: probably should. And we were just talking about Gashi. Colorado is eighty to one. Who knows? I mean, in a league where most of the teams make the playoffs, anything can happen. We've seen lower-seeded teams. What, RSL won MLS Cup as lowest seed? I think L.A. did one year. The, you just have to get in the playoffs and get hot. I, I like that L.A. A
1: once lot. won, I believe 2005, L.A. won the Cup with a losing record.
0: Yeah, that's bananas.
1: But the thing, here's the thing about Vegas, and most of soccer betters come from Europe. So it's all about um, passing knowledge of the league and how you can manipulate that. Great example: last year, opening day, LA versus Chicago. I believe Landon Donovan was at ten to one odds to score the opening goal. Landon Donovan retired. He was, <laughs> he was the but it, but people put money on it. So <laughs>
0: that's awesome.
2: Yeah, that's pretty great.
0: All right, you guys have any any closing thoughts on what the season ahead holds for us? Anything profound that you want to get off your chest? Soccer goals. I think we're going to see some soccer goals.
2: Yeah, I'm ready for it to get started.
0: All right, I think we can safely say that Caleb Porter is a hack, Kai Kamara is overpaid, and Giovinco is the biggest one-hit wonder in league history. <laughs>
1: Now he is the singularity. Everything has been building to this to this one moment in
0: MLS history. We're gonna squash that ant. What's the, what's the average lifespan of an ant? Can't be two years. All Thirty right. seconds. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. Uh, we'll uh, check out American Soccer Analysis. We've been posting team previews for every team, including all three of your your hosts tonight. Have written articles. If you want, read us on iTunes and all that crap. And you can follow Kevin at Kevin Minkus. Is that right? Yep. Sean at Sean Steffen at Drew J. Olson. And uh, stay tuned. And uh, I'm sure uh, Sean and Harrison will be bringing you their regular uh, podcast next week. Until then, enjoy the first weekend of MLS. Uh, Kevin, say goodbye. Bye. Sean. What if I say now? And I will say Fred Higway. <laughs>